Great to be here at the Prime Health Summit. I have the honor of being with KP Yalpala, uh, the CEO and founder of Access Mobile. It's great to be with you. Nice you? to be with you. I'm doing well. Thank you. So you have such a, a great um, story about what you're building. I thought we'd, uh, before we get into that, just learn a bit about you. Um, learn about um, your background and, and how you got into health and healthcare in the first place. Great. So uh, KP Alpala, I'm a, I'm a health guy, passionate about health issues, um, trained in public health. So I did my master's in public health at Yale. Um, and I was always focused on issues of access to healthcare for underserved populations. Um, both of my parents are from Ghana, and I was born in the US. I'm a first generation. Um, and so um, I think my journey has been really about thinking about underserved communities around the world. And now with everything happening with digital health, how we can use these technologies to improve access to healthcare and outcomes for those type of people. Um, and so the journey started doing this work in, in Africa and different countries. And uh, now we're looking to other parts of the world, including here in the US. There's something extraordinary about that um, because uh, you know, we often hear about, oh, companies start in Silicon Valley, and that's what people think of in terms right. of startups. And, and you really started uh, Access Mobile in, in East Africa, but are bringing those innovations back here. You're now based in, in We're Denver? We're based in Denver, yes, and we have offices in Nairobi and Kenya and also in Kampala and Uganda, where we started uh, incubating these ideas in 2011. So first, you know, what, what's your mission with Access Mobile? What's, what's the big moonshot that you all are solving? And then I'd love to hear about that journey of, of starting there and, and really being a global company. Great. So, so our mission is, is, is to improve access to healthcare services and to quality care by taking advantage of mobile and cloud-based technology. Um, and what you find that's happening all over the world is it's interesting is that um, if I just talk a little bit about the East African environment, um, you have several economies that are growing. Um, they're growing at anywhere from 5 to 7% GDP growth per annum, which means we have more and more people that are getting better jobs, they have more disposable income, and they're more discerning about accessing services. And when we think about people's health and how important that is to people, um, and we think about now that those people have phones, they're connected to the net, they're on Facebook and Twitter, um, they have more information about what they can do to be empowered around their health. And that's putting pressure on healthcare providers mm. to do more for patients. Mm. Um, and, and that is creating, for me, a very interesting dynamic. Um, and it looks, fascinatingly, a lot, and fascinatingly enough, it looks similar when you think about that dynamic in Africa to what we talk about here with digital health, patient-centered care, patient empowerment around being able to get what you need from the health system so that you can be healthy and productive. So it, what's interesting, it seems like you're bringing the learnings and innovations that you're, you're discovering and solving there in East Africa, but you're, you're bringing it back here. It's this boomerang effect of, of um, bringing innovation back here. And I think that's interesting because oftentimes people think it's the opposite. Oh, right. we're, we're innovating here in, in the West, and then we're gonna take those technologies or innovations or design elsewhere. Right. So, so talk about that. I think yeah, it's so, a very important um, and probably big trend that we're gonna see more of globally. Here in the, the US market, we have a health system that's evolved over time. Um, you have a lot of vendors that have locked into hospitals. You have siloed systems, siloed data, 
patients are frustrated, doctors don't feel like they can provide the care they want to care. Okay, you have a, and really what we call a broken system, we can be open about that. When you go into the African environment, you have fundamentally a big problem around limited supply of quality healthcare services for the demand that's there, mm -hmm. right? So there's a really, like, mm -hmm. challenging access problem. Um, but what you don't have is all the siloed systems. So it's fertile ground to look at that problem in its purest form. And almost leapfrog. And leapfrog and say, how do we think about solving this problem? Not how do we think about jumping over the hundred hoops and barriers that have been put in front of us by 30 years of legacy systems mm. and how to navigate that. You go into the African environment, it's the frontier in that we can say there's a massive problem this problem looks like the problem of people all over the world, whether you're in the US and underserved, whether you're in India, whether you're anywhere um, in the world and you're in that segment. But now we could say, let's just look at it for what it is mm -hmm. and try to solve that. And so what's funny is in the process of, of working on our patient engagement platform in Africa, we then realized, and I think this was a mental shift for me personally, to say, you know what, this, this isn't really just for Africa. This is. These problems are the problems of people all over the world. And now we have a solution approach that's looked at this problem in its purest sense. So now the challenge is to say, okay, here in this environment in the US, same problems are there. But at least we have a solution that solves a problem. Mm. And now it's like, how do we navigate the system, but with this solution that's targeting a real issue? And why Colorado? Why, why are you here and, and headquartered here? So, um, funny story, maybe it's not as us, uh, maybe it's more straightforward than we say, my wife's from Denver. Okay. So as they say, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when I married Sarah, who's also a public health practitioner, and she now works full time in the company as our director of marketing and strategy, and she's been a really important part of this journey. She was said, you know what, we want to be in Denver because that's where we're going to start our family. Mm. Um, and it was quite to our benefit that Denver now has become a leading digital health ecosystem in this country. So it's created a really interesting environment for me to share ideas with people here, trying to solve problems here, and also have an operation in Africa where we're solving problems there and look at the kind of the, um, the intersection of those issues and how we can work in both places. That's wonderful. Um, what lessons learned do you have? What wisdom uh, or advice would you share with other health transformers, other entrepreneurs that are, are working globally perhaps and, mm -hmm. and thinking about their business models and, and solutions in, in a global, uh, with the global lens? Mm. So I think one of the biggest things I've learned, I mean, um, entrepreneurship is a journey. Starting a company takes some time. Um, but healthcare is unique in that it's more conservative as a sector. And that's not just in the US, even in Africa, anywhere where there's hospitals and there's medical doctors and, health, and there's health service delivery, it's generally a conservative environment. So as innovators, we have to try to think about how to map the things we wanna do that we believe can have impact with the evidence and the sophistication to get the doctors and hospitals on board. I mean, I think, you know, as I've been in this process, I've realized that's an issue everywhere with healthcare. It's not just an issue in the US or in Africa or other parts of the world. And so for us as innovators, that should be on our mind very early 
when we're starting our, our digital health business about mm. how to be convincing in that environment. So one of the things we talk a lot about it at Startup Health, and really our mission is is to focus uh, an army of health transformers, of, of entrepreneurs around the world on 10 health moonshots. And, and each of these moonshots is uh, designed to help at least a billion people. Um, our 25-year plan is we'd like to improve the health of everybody in the mm. world. Um, to do that, we need to focus on China. We need to focus on India. We need to focus on countries throughout Africa. Um, do you believe or see or what, what can you share um, uh, about the changing business models, I guess? Um, one of the things that needs to happen is to radically drive the cost down. Right. Um, and we've seen this in other sectors. We've seen this mm -hmm. in banking. We've right. seen this in telecommunications. We're seeing this in, in other industries. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think there's an opportunity to, to radically change the cost structure to not just incrementally bring it down, but to radically uh, rethink the models um, and, and do that in, in places around the world that then come back here, um, say to the United States, right. and radically uh, transform the models here mm -hmm. too? Mm -hmm. Is no, that I, possible or do you think, think it's a pipe dream? Um, I think it's possible and I think it's gonna happen over time. Um, the first thing to mention is that if you look at the world population demographically, we're aging, right? People are living longer everywhere in the world. And so as people are living longer, we're having more and more um, lifestyle diseases, um, more and more um, non-communicable diseases, as we'd say, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, um, things that uh, require a more holistic approach to how we think about healthcare and medicine, but also where engagement digitally becomes a huge opportunity to not only put the patient in the center of their care and drive better outcomes, but also do that in a cost-effective way. And I think as we create that network and we get the data around it, um, around these patients and conditions, we can start to build new models around, let's say, more targeted microinsurance schemes or financing mechanisms that can be much more in tune with place where someone lives, the nature of their conditions, what they can afford, but still also offer you know, the right type of care. So I think it's possible, and I think we'll see those things start to happen in places like China, India, and other African countries, and it's gonna help us rethink things here. Right. Yeah. Excited about the future. Um, wave a magic wand. Uh, what's the one health challenge, or one change, I guess, that would, would improve health the most in, in your view from what you've seen? That's a question. Um, the one thing, I think that um, even a theme as uh, I've been talking to other health innovators, it's, this comes up regularly, it's about putting the patient in the center. Mm. Um, but, but putting the patient in the center, I think is fundamentally about information. So it's about not just health literacy or the ability of people to get information, but the ability of people to have information on their personal health and on the health care of the people that they love or that they take care of. And I think to the extent that that happens, that's going to be, I think, the fundamental transformation um, that we'll see everywhere in the world, and it's going to shift all the dynamics in, in how healthcare operates. Last question. Uh, health is such a big part of the culture here in Colorado. Um, it just seems like the energy exudes it. 
uh, with the weather and the mountains and the beauty. Um, what do you do to stay healthy? Um, well, I love the outdoors. Um, being with family, so mental health is, as an entrepreneur, checking out now and then and being with the people you love. So um, being with my family, doing things in this city and in the mountains with my family is very reinvigorating at a mental level. Um, I also used to be an athlete. I was a runner. Um, and so I love to get out there and, and, and run and, and do other types of activities uh, that, that keep me fit but also keep my mind balanced. Just key. <laughs> I think it helps oh, no, everyone I around totally me. Totally <laughs> agree. Well, KP, thank you for everything that you're doing to help transform health. Thank you. Thanks so much. Appreciate yeah. it.